Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Have you ever looked at your life and wondered if you're on the right trajectory? Have you ever, I mean, how can you tell if you're, if you're going the right way? I mean, the, the notion of enjoying your life. So say that you want your goal to, to be have, having enjoyed your life when you get to the end. Well, in order to have enjoyed your life, take a look at today, this day, this day right here. Did you enjoy aspects of your life today? Or are you holding joy at arm's length? Are you, are you putting off joy until your life gets better? Now, certainly, <laughs> I tell you what, every time I do a show this year, the uh, the 2020 syndrome has, has set a new level, a new bar of how crazy life can be on planet Earth. But, and, and certainly, with the turmoil, the upheaval, the anxiety of, of what's happening, a lot of people aren't really sure about what their future looks like. So is that a good time to put joy on the shelf and save it for later? What if the the upheaval, the tempest of the changes of society don't end for quite some time? What's, what's your relationship with joy going to be? Well, our topic tonight, Joy Potential, where you at least expect it, and our guest, Robert Sharp, we're going to delve into the notion of joy. Now, for myself, I think joy is is a magical elixir, so to speak. Just uh, take a step back and, and uh, take a lighthearted look at joy. Joy is like the wake that you leave. Be in from your presence when you are in joy i suggest your ego your heart and your soul are in communion in step with each other where the intent of all three is in a particular direction and and your heart and your soul and your ego is bringing bringing that into fruition if you want to enjoy your life, learn how to enjoy today, this day, this day, no matter what the headlines say, no matter what social media says. And sometimes it can be difficult to wrap our hands around joy and actually grab it, to actually experience it, especially, again, with so much of this 2020 syndrome. <laughs> but... I suggest to you that joy is available in in every day. Joy is available in any scenario, and perhaps by taking a big step back, getting out of our heads, getting out of our egos, 
and taking a big step back and looking at our life from the perspective of our soul. You're here on planet Earth now. Look at what you've incarnated into. (laughs) Some of the most challenging years, perhaps, on the planet. And your soul chose that for you. Wow, wow. How powerful is that? That can bring you a sense of joy right there, even though the lessons that you might be learning can be very challenging. The idea that the most transformational years that the planet has ever seen, perhaps, the days we're going through now are some of the most exceptional times of change on the entire planet in the history of humanity. And here you are now. Wow. Wow. How cool is that? Well, I think I I think we should get right to it. Again, the topic tonight, Joy Potential, where you'd least expect it, is the name of our guest Robert Sharp's book, Joy Potential, where you'd least expect it. Robert is the founder of ByteRadio.me and host producer of Bringing Inspiration to Earth radio show. ByteRadio.me was established in 2010 to provide a source of positive online radio programming designed to enlighten and entertain listeners. In the more than 10 years of programming, the Bring Inspiration to Earth show has aired over 1,400 shows focusing on inspirational guests in the self-help, spirituality, children's corner, and environmental awareness genres. You can learn more about Robert's radio programming at www.biteradio.me, B-I-T-E radio.me. In addition to Robert's book, Joy Potential, he has authored several self-published books. One of them is No Secret Spirituality Bites, which highlights lessons learned from radio guests and provides specific actions the reader can implement to make their life happier and less stressful. How cool is that? And his latest book, The Heart and Soul of Caring. This book highlights 10 unique true stories from the challenges and joys of being a caregiver for a loved one. Each story gives tribute and honor to the care receivers to the essence of their spirit. Join me in welcoming Robert to the show. Robert, it's so nice to have you back on the show. Good evening, Les. It is such a pleasure to be here with you again. I really enjoy speaking with you. And and me as well. Uh, I'm so delighted to have you back on the show. Well, boy, you you really took the topic of joy and and hit the nail on the head. This book is um, really such a nice read, but yet. Um, I like how it's written in the sense that it it brings joy to the forefront, if you will, through story. It it brings it through a story that um, you might not always uh, see the opportunities for joy until 
until the the book brings it out to light. It highlights that. So what what inspired you to write a book specifically about joy? Well, it, it's interesting. It I didn't set out <laughs> to write about joy actually, and and the, the title joy potential didn't come into focus until probably about two-thirds of the way through the book. But but what happened was is um, I, I am a nature walker. I walk every morning, and one morning uh, the whole plot idea for Joy Potential, for the book, kind of just popped into my head. I mean, it just uh, so many of the pieces of information that I talk about in the book it just popped right in, you know. So what happened is the way that I did this particular book was um, I didn't do an outline, didn't do character development or anything, all of that kind of thing, which, you know, is a normal process for writing, you know, many many times. So, but um, with mine, I just, um, when I did that first walk, I went back home, wrote down what, what came into mind, and then, the next day, I walked, you know, and another component came to mind. So it was basically one of these things where um, I really, I was really wasn't sure kind of where the book was going to go, um, and it was it was just one of those walk every day and write. And and there were days that it was either rainy or or too cold, you know, for my walk, and so I would just sit down at the computer and kind of figure, okay, well, I can go ahead and figure out what's next, but it wouldn't come. I mean, it truly was an odd uh, relationship with writing the book. So, so and like I say, it, you know, as I was going through um, the writing, as the story was unfolding, um, it became apparent to me that, you know, you know joy and um, the possibility uh, and the potential of having, you know, joyful moments every day, often, you know, kind of was really the the idea of what I wanted to get across. Well, that's a really powerful concept, to be able to have joy every day and to have joy often because, I mean, it it's pretty easy to see that many people are wringing their hands with worry and fret and anxiety about mm-hmm. the future. Do you, I mean... Do you think joy is is something that can be achieved even though it seems like the the world is in so much upheaval? Oh yeah, very much so. As a matter of fact, I would tend to say that um the upheaval is creating even greater opportunity for that. You know, uh, you know there you hear a lot of stories about um people helping other people through this time um people kind of going you know over and beyond you know what it is that they would would normally do um so i think you know and and the the compassion um and the joy and on the receiving end of that is i mean you can just see it in everyone's faces and again you know because it's a particularly challenging time I think there's a lot of opportunity, and it doesn't have to be big things, you know. I mean, it could be, you know, grocery shopping for someone, holding the door open for someone, or you know, give, just passing 
giving a passing compliment to someone, even if it's through a mask, you know, um, right. you know, there's just plenty of opportunity, you know, and, and um, again, it doesn't have to be anything big, but you know, because just, just because we have, um, yeah, just because we're not out and about amongst people, you know, we could still do it um, virtually. So that's so it's it's still very. I believe it's still very possible. And and in in my opinion, I think it's even more important right now. Well, I certainly think. Yeah, I I totally agree with the importance of joy now. So I mean, so what you're saying, or would you say that? the the bigger the storm the the littler things can be seen as joyful well i mean it's it's the 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 storm is just a um is the the creation of um it highlights need you know so um and and whenever there is a need that one can fulfill um, then you know, the, I mean, if someone is really struggling and, and someone lends them a helping hand, you know that once once they receive that you know helping hand, that even though they may not know how to express that, you know, they're joyful. Um, uh, they're receiving joy in that. Um, so. Um, so yeah, I, I say that you know that we we can do it, um, that it can be done, and, and again, it's important. And you know, the idea of of joy is it's just um, kind of an intense happiness, you know, um, as far as uh, how I would describe it, you know, and. Um, and, 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 you know, now that's not to say that you can't have, you know, typical joyful moments of like weddings and birthdays and you know, those kind of things, which are, you know, joyful. I mean, those are situations that um, kind of are set up to be able to have, you know, joyful exchange. Um, um, again, the challenging ones, you know, aren't, uh, aren't because they're challenging, you know, uh, it might be more difficult to um, to recognize joy, but I don't think that it's um, any more difficult to create joyful moments. You're right. Well, I mean, the thought of um, giving somebody uh, something as simple as a hug, if if they're mm-hmm. having a tough day and and they can't put two and two together, and and nothing's going right for them, it's such a simple gesture. I mean, it's so simple to just stop and and embrace somebody with a hug. That can that can totally flip their day all around into a much more positive light. I mean, joy doesn't have to be some kind of a exerted effort. Per se. Yeah, I, I agree, and you know it is um, as simple as a hug, you know, um, but it can be just um, a um, a positive and uplifting chat or or comment. Um, I mean, it can be anything. And virtually, I mean, when you think of how many ways you can. Um, uplift someone that doesn't cost anything other than maybe even 
less than a minute of your time, you know, to do, you know, but yet the impact can be strong. And, you know, and, and how many minutes, you know, can you, I mean, if you could set aside, you know, maybe 10 minutes from social media or from television or for, from, you know, some other activity that you normally do mindlessly, and then you put that toward one minute of positive uplifting to 10 people, you know, that's, I mean, uh, the idea it, it can really ripple out outward. Well, and and just to put the intention of creating joyful moments in your day, and sometimes um, we get so much in a fast forward mode where the pace of our life is just one thing after another. To stop and and move joy up the priority ladder, so to speak, where we're where we have an eye out for it, where we're consciously looking for not only joy coming to us from outside of us without our intent or creation, but also opportunities to to express that joy too. I mean, by moving it into our intention. I think we're bound to recognize it more in in some of the more subtle everyday experiences we might have missed. I agree. I agree that, you know, giving it attention, you know, bringing it to to an awareness level that, you know, when when you're experiencing. And and earlier you mentioned about enjoy, you know, and um, the idea of, enjoying something that you do or in being in joy, you know, enjoy. If you can just um, keep in mind that that doing something you enjoy creates that, that experience for you. Doing something you know, or helping someone out that they, someone else out that they would enjoy, um, again, creates that moment of enjoy. So anytime that you – maybe have a, a question of, I don't, how, how would I do that? Or, or what is it I need to do? Um, just thinking about something you enjoy, you know, and then tr- see how that can maybe help someone else in some way. Right. Well, so I, I think about my own life and um, choices that have brought me joy and, uh, um, I just rounded my sixth decade on the planet, and uh, I got myself a drum kit, you know, an electronic um, <laughs> drum kit. And and I promise you I, that I didn't do it with the intent of becoming some kind of a prov- professional musician, because the only <laughs> musical instrument I play is my MP3 player. And uh-huh. and. and it kind of threw me off. So what I'm getting at with this is um, our heart and our soul have, a, I think, a, a bigger perspective of our life than our mind or ego might. And when this, this notion of getting a, a drum kit, drum set, came in at first, I'm like, well, why am, you know, there's, there can be some resistance to change. But Man, boy, howdy, if I sit down and pick up the sticks and start smacking it, playing along with music, it, the joy that I feel um, after a session of doing that, 
I'm a different person than the person who sat down. I mean, joy can be perhaps introducing new activities into our life. Um, and, and, oh, and absolutely. Put a more sustainable pattern that, that's more frequent and regular and looking for um, some of the random interactions. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does. You know, and see, the thing of um, getting the drum set, you know, and, and maybe having that uh, that bit of a mental, you know, why am I doing this, or or I'm not going to be a, a, a rock star. I mean, it, it seems that it was like your soul is telling you this is a great way for you to be in touch with with joy in this particular right. case or, or to be in touch with happiness or to, a way for you, like you said, you're a different person when you're done. So, I mean, it's a, it's a way to really um, assist you to get into that. And I'm assuming that when you feel different, you feel better than you did okay. when you started. So, oh, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, a, it's just the tool, you know, to, to help you get, to get that way. And, and, and it's wonderful. I think that, um, you know, I, that when it comes to, you know, tools to help people, um, you know, feel better, whether it be like a drum set or, um, or even if like uh, some people who try to um, tune into, uh, you know, themselves and use a like, tarot card or something like that as a tool. Any, in my opinion, any time that you can, um, that there's a tool that helps achieve, you know, that positive end result, then by all means, I think that it's, uh, it, it's appropriate. And, it, and it's even, um, I think it's, uh, your soul requires it, you know, for you to be able to, to, to do that, you know, for, for your enjoyment. Enjoyment, right. there we go again. Enjoy. Yeah, I noticed the pattern here. <laughs> um, now, uh, the way you've written the book, the story is told in the first person, and yet you don't ever identify the character. Can Can you share with us why you wrote it that way? I did. Um, yes, and the 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 main reason that I wanted to do that was because I wanted the reader to um, put themselves in the place of the main character. So uh, uh, the way that I did it, um, not identifying gender or name of the individual, um, I felt you know that and doing it in the first person that when I came across things of like I, I'm fearful of or, or you know, I, um, you know, any time that there were a challenge and they, they came up with an I, that someone who was experiencing that same kind of challenge could relate to it. You know, and then later on in the book when situations get resolved, you know, that then they can think, well, maybe, you know, I can apply that same kind of, positive thought pattern to get through to it. So, so that was the main reason is, is to, for the reader to be able to more easily put themselves in, in the character rather than, you know, if it's a, you know, it's, it's me or, you know, a male or female, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I didn't want to really get into the gender because it was not really important. That wasn't really the important issue. Right. Well, and I like the style because no matter who picks it up, they can relate to it without the the context uh, challenging their identity with the character. So I like that. Yeah. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was it was um, it was interesting because I, I I I fought back and forth with that because in in one way it was you know that was what I wanted to achieve, in another way it would have been so much easier to have a name and then not have so much I and me you know kind of throughout it. But um, but in the end, I felt it was kind of important. So it took a little bit more massaging, you know, to be able to you know to keep it going in that same point of view. Now, the the context that you've written this, um, the main character uh, is a long time unemployed, uh, has been employed for a long time, and he's. And I shouldn't say he because there's no gender. And they are moving <laughs> yeah, into it. Well, I guess when I read it, I imposed my gender on it. Um, uh-huh. The the long time. So they're they've been un- unemployed for a long time, and they're moving into a temporary job. Why why did you choose that context? Well, um, at the time. There was a there that uh, it was like the, that the great recession time, um, and, and a lot of people were unemployed. So, one the that was the, the main reason is is that there were you know many people unemployed, and I wanted them to kind of um, have a um, a sense of you know they could be identify with that. Now, little did I know that you know. You know, years later there was going to be a pandemic where there were going to be really a lot of people unemployed. Um, that you know, I had no idea of, of that going to be happening. But partic- so it's particularly, you know, relevant now with so many people. And and then the idea of going into um, a temporary job. Um, this particular one, it was I, I wanted um, the reader to um, be open to. Um, a possible opportunity that may not meet up to their expectations, you know, on the in, from what it looks like on the face of it, but in the in the end ends up being so much more valuable than what they thought. So you know, again, it was one of these cases for for people unemployed. You know, you may have to take something, you know, that you would not have normally done. Um, but in the end, you know, it is what you make of it. Right. Well, I I do like how you bring the awareness of missed opportunities um, into the book, and and it really it it plays a major part in the book. And missed opportunities. I mean, when you when you mention that phrase. How many times do we kind of get a deer in the headlight look when um, <laughs> the elements in our life fall apart? Maybe we're laid off or furloughed because of the pandemic, and or now we're working at home and we see other employees in the company we work in getting laid off, and and we can kind of get overwhelmed and and really point blank numb to so much change that happens in such a short period of time to to become ignorant to opportunities because in in the upheaval of change there's new opportunities as well as lost opportunities so 
to, for you to highlight that missed opportunity, I think is very relevant to what would help people navigate so much change um, that so many of us are going through in such a blunt and unexpected way. Yeah, you know, that see that one, and, and the reason I put that in there is because um, now we're both radio show hosts, and, and I'm sure you probably had the experience where people have maybe wanted to be on your show, and you say, sure, and, and then they drop off the face of the earth and they don't respond. And that's, for me, that was kind of what was happening when I was, you know, writing that part in the book. And I thought, huh, you know, what what is, this? first of all, you know, the idea of someone else initiating, you know, an uh, uh, in- inquiry and then deciding not to is <laughs> confounding. But, but to me, it was um, one of those cases where I thought, now this was someone who missed an opportunity, you know. And then um, I also, at the time, was was getting um, inquiries for guests that on topics that I would never have considered doing, you know, um, and it was like I found myself um, closing off um, those types of discussions before I even really explored them. So in a sense, I mean, I found that I was missing the opportunity, you know, to, you know, to kind of maybe broaden my scope of knowledge or awareness or, or maybe even help someone who has a really good message to get their message out there. So, um, so that was, so it really got me to thinking that, you know, so many times um, opportunities present themselves to us, you know, um, when opportunity knocks, you know, it's um, important to kind of walk through the door. You know, I mean, if they knock on the door, open up the door, you know, and you, you can yeah. peek out and look and see if there's something that you might be interested in. But um, if it is, walk through the door. I mean, I, I just think a, a lot of people are presented with opportunities and they just close them off before they really even, you know, because maybe on the on the in the face of things, it doesn't look like there's anything in it for them. You know, what am, what am I going to get out of it or, or you know, um, why would I want to do this? So, but I think if we get beyond that and recognize, you know, if, if there's an opportunity that's presented, I, you know, my, my what I wanted the reader to do is recognize if opportunity knocks, check it out. You know, don't close it off before giving it due consideration. Yeah, and well, I mean, what comes to mind is. Um, that friend that complains that they're always broke, and then opportunities come by. Here's a here's a free seminar to help you get back on your feet, you know, and they and they blow right past it, and yet they'll go right back to complaining that their life stinks because they're broke. And here comes another opportunity. It it's I feel like the uh, to broaden your awareness, broaden your attention towards um, opportunities that you bump up against that would bring a new outcome to your life, that would bring a, a, a positive change in your in your own personal dynamic. I, I like the, this uh, topic of opportunities because 
really opportunities is the vehicle of change itself, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, you, after you, you experience um, the um, the benefits of you know taking an opportunity and kind of going with it and seeing the road that it leads you know leads you down. Um, once I think once you experience it, then you become. Um, not only are more aware, but you're also more open to others, you know, that kind of happen, you know. So and, and so I think that it's um, a, a process of, um, of like, say, change, I mean, making change. But but the example of the, the free seminar and, and complaining about money is, is a perfect one. You know, here there's no cost, you know, for the individual. And and if they're having, you know, problems with, with money, then um, the time spent on the seminar was, was, would be, uh, anyway, would be one of those things that could possibly change that environment. But I think some people are, are, um, are just more comfortable in status quo than change. Um, right. Yeah. But, so, but but, but this 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 pandemic has really changed. I mean, this this has forced change on the world. So um, so whether or not whether or not you had any intent to change, you had to. Right. It's it's more or less thrust upon us, if you will. So yeah. So as these waves of change come to heighten your awareness of opportunities within the change can help you navigate these tumultuous times and come out uh, better suited than if you just go into hibernation mode and you just want to break even every day like you're, you know, in survival or endurance mode. I like that. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where in the end, I I think um, like like you talked about an, an awareness. I think that you to take advantage of opportunities or to to recognize opportunities, you kind of have to be on the lookout for them. You know, like for example, in that case of the, the webinar, you know, the, the person really you know wanted was looking for opportunities. They would have been able to identify that quickly. Ah, this is an opportunity. And, you know, it doesn't cost me anything. I, you know, what do I have to lose? You know, I have a lot to gain, that kind of thing. So I, I think it, it's important because um, sometimes opportunities um, are subtle, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you kind of have to, you know, keep your eye open. And, and then, um, like when I mentioned uses like the metaphor of opening the door and kind of looking through and seeing if there's something you like, I think that's real important. Is is you know, you know, not only opening the door but explore. You know, do a little bit of um, looking beyond the door to see if there's something there that might interest you. Um, and if there is, then walk toward it. And and. Um, and take it now. Not every opportunity is going to be the be all to end all, but it doesn't matter. You know, that, in my opinion, it, what matters most is the fact of, you know, you are you're presented with an option, you 
do your diligence and you go forward with it, you know. And so, in my opinion, you know, that that creates an energy about you that you are a spirit that is willing to, you know, be open to different things, be open to opportunities. And so my, my thought is, is that, you know, the universe, your guides, or whatever, they're going to say, okay, you know, Robert or Les, they can handle the opportunity. Let's go ahead and throw them another one and, and see how, you know, what what they want to do with that. Right. The doorway had changed itself, so to speak. Well, now, is is there some of you in this book? Is, is this story <laughs> about you? It is. I mean, it, it is in many ways. Um, the, and I, I wanted to put it in a novel or story form because um, I, I just think that it's easier read um, that way. Now, I had a guest on my show from Australia who did his book. It was kind of like the story was about him, but he put it in a, a novel form, and he called it faction, you know, a combination of facts and fiction. Um, but it, it was important to have uh, the kind of the story around us. So it is. Um, many of the, the negativity um, that is th- the thread through the books, all of the challenges the character goes through are my challenges, the challenges that I've gone through. And so, you know, and they talk, you know, often say, write what you know. And, and at that point, that was what I knew. And, um, you know, the um, the idea of, of confronting negativity, changing patterns and, and programs um, that aren't supportive, um, you know, that was something that I had to really work at, um, you know, erasing those negative tapes and kind of reprogramming, you know, in, into a um, more joyful, peaceful kind of living. Well, that's transformation itself, isn't it? To be entrenched in negative cycles and then pull yourself out of it? It is. It is. And, uh, and I, I, I kind of, well, when I started the radio show, and it will be Love with Fear, I'll be starting my Love with Fear in a couple of weeks. I, when I went, went to, to make the decision to do it, um, I started with something as basic as, you know, when I communicate through the show, is it going to be Robert or Bob? Because I went by, by Bob most of my life. And, um, but one thing that was very odd that I noticed through the years was that there were certain people who would call me Robert, even though that they, you know, were introduced to me as Bob, but my partner called me Bob, right? And it's Robert, you know, and Robert, Robert, Robert. And the one thing that I noticed, which was uh, very common among those, that group, was that the discussions that I had with them are very much like the discussions I have with my guests on the show. They're kind of at that level of inquiry and curiosity and, you know, um, inspiration. So I thought, well, when I start the show, I'm just going to do everything communication with Robert, you know, and, and if people call me Robert or Rob, <laughs> Bob, that's okay. You know, to me it doesn't matter. But over the last 10 years, um, I can now say, honestly say there are probably 10 times as many people know me as Robert than know me as Bob. And so that, I mean, that was like a, that was a transformation, you know, and that was one of those things where, um, and, and, and to me it doesn't, 
you know, it, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me, but it's just one of those things that I, you know, when people talk about transforming um, um, themselves or their lives, you know, it's like, okay, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Well, I like that. I like how you uh, um, associated that with your name. Now, in in the book, you approach the story through pursuing one's hobby. Why did you take that approach? Well, um, I think it goes back to that enjoy. You know, the the idea of um, our hobbies, whatever our hobbies are, they provide. I believe the um, ability for us to connect to our deeper self. Um, I think that you know, we, whenever we have a hobby, it's obviously something we enjoy. Otherwise, it would not be our hobby. Um, so, and if it's a hobby, it's something that it's like it's a pastime. It's it's usually um, something that um, you know we don't spend all, um, all of our time on. But but to me. Um, I think a lot of people can get into um, a meditative state. Um, like people talk to me about meditation. I can't meditate. You know, this is just too hard. And then I always ask them, well, you know, what's your hobby? What, what have you done as a hobby? And they'll tell me. And then it's like, okay, whenever you've been immersed in that hobby, have you ever lost track of time? Or, or you know, have you ever had a, you know, creative thoughts or maybe some solutions to problems come during that time? And, and inevitably, people will say yes, you know, yes that um, to all of those, you know, that, that they really get involved, they have that lack of time, and, you know, they, they've been able to. So the reason that I put it in there is because I think um, – by guiding people to a hobby, it's something they can easy, easily relate to, and um, it's one of those things that can help them connect to themselves. So I, just, I thought that would just be a, a good way for people to ease in to that connection. Well, I really like everything we've been talking about here. It's really a very powerful book, and especially – how timely, how timely is this book, even though it was written a while ago, how timely is it for the 2020 era? <laughs> I mean, this. Um, I very much appreciate, um, it has a simplicity to it, but yet mm-hmm. the message is very powerful. Well, thank you. Yeah, and it is, um, you know, after we talked about setting up the show, I, I realized that just how, um, you know, appropriate it is right now. And, and um, you know, I went through and reread it myself because it's like, okay, now let me, I want to make sure that I'm all caught up for when I talk to Les. And, and as I was going through it, it was, you know, I was reading it with 2020 eyes. And um, and it's just uh, I just think it's, it's really would be helpful for people who are, are having a challenging time, kind of just finding some some happiness and joy in, in their daily life. Right. Well, um, what do you hope people will learn from uh, from reading this book? Well. And the, uh, the the biggest thing I want people to recognize is that every day 
there's a potential to to bring joy into their life and joy into other people's lives. And there are many opportunities to do so, and it does take that little bit of effort. Um, but it's it's one thing that would not only improve the per- other person's life, but yours as well. Um, so it's it's just the fact that there's a the potential is huge every day to create joyful moments. And then um, also in the book, you know, the interconnectedness of people and, and, every, and everyone, um, I just, you know, because in there I talk about um, a postman and a cashier, you know, just people in everyday life that we come into contact with that um, we can, you know, not only make their lives better, but, but it, like I said earlier, ripples outward. So I, I would like for people to just recognize that um, their interactions with whomever they come into contact with, you know, are very important as well. Well, and and you just touched on what I like about the book is the simplicity of the joy. I mean, how many times do we hang joy on events? When I graduate, when I get the new car, mm-hmm. when I get the promotion. Then, then I'll have joy. Then I'll have happiness. But until then, I, I mean, it's like we we can get in this mode where it's got to be based on some kind of an accomplishment. And what I like about your book is it's like, wait, hold on, we're passing opportunities of joy all the time as we go throughout our day. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and just the, um, when you talk about simplicity, it's just you know every day. Sometimes it's just common courtesy. Every you know, just reaching out, smiling. I mean, they're very simple things, you know, and um, and, and they're free. And again, you could do you know to a lot of people, you know, or in a lot of circumstances. And and, and I truly believe that that as you go through and you know, take up those opportunities, create those joyful moments, that the more joyful moments that you create, the more that come to you. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, like gratitude. The more grateful you are for certain events in your life, the more blessings you get to be grateful for um, as a result. So how did you change as you wrote the book? I mean, what... What have you learned going through the writing of Joy Potential? Well, um, writing of Joy Potential, the one one thing I learned was this, the very basic one was not to get wrapped up in what other people do. Like, again, I I mentioned that, you know, the process that I used for writing it was certainly not, would not be recommended writing, you know, writing style for, you know, I'm sure. Um, And and the later books I've done, I did differently. Um, But, but, uh, you know, in this particular one, it was really, for me, it was to trust that, I was going to get the story, um, you know, because again, you know, as I was as I was writing it, I was getting the story as I was writing, as I was um, walking, you know, daily. Um, so um, it really um, tested me you know, to 
to see if this there, there was actually going to be a story and an ending. <laughs> you know, it was going to be readable, and uh, so you know, it really kind of trusted me. It just for me, it strengthened that connection to the source of the information that I was receiving. You know, and so and that's a good thing because sometimes communication can be a little you know sketchy <laughs> between me and that realm. Right. Well, so now. Uh, you've written three books, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Do you see more books coming down the pike? Are you, are you going to go back and author some more books? Well, actually, yes. I have one book that has been on the back burner, front burner, back burner, front burner for a while. It's a science fiction. I love science fiction. So it's a, it's a wonderful story. Now, this one is tending to be a little, bit, a little bit of a challenge because I'm going through the traditional, I'm finding I needed to do the traditional way of, you know, identifying characters, building the character and, and you know, kind of fitting them into the story. So, you know, in that kind of sense, it's, it's a more of a traditional way, which, you know, interestingly, is taking me longer. But um, but that one is... is um, is ongoing, and then um, I, I just uh, had a, a woman on my show who did a, a, like an oracle deck with her paintings. She's a wonderful painter of uh, fairies and you know the fantasy kind of, of artwork, and, and did an oracle deck. And so anyway, I decided I'm going to do an oracle deck with my photographs, and so I've, that's been my newest um, project, and. Uh, that's going strong. That, that one, you know, it seems like I'm getting more guidance to kind of uh, give attention to that one versus the science fiction one. But the science fiction one's fun. You know, it's, it's one of those things that's going to be um, twists and turns and good and evil and, and all of that kind of thing. Now, is your science fiction book uh, strictly fiction or is there going to be a theme or a message behind it? Oh, there, there will be message. Yeah, there will, there will be a strong message, and, and I'll, I'll say that it has a, a twist having to do with the Akashic records. So it, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's it's um. Excuse me. So you're you're writing about Akashic records in a science fiction book. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That sounds funky. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, so and yeah, one thing too that I've learned is is that you know with that particular one, um, I the the old Robert would get frustrated with not being, you know, not having it done and and not, um, you know, having it come together quicker. Um, but one thing that I have learned is that uh, throughout the period of, of incubation, um, certain things have happened and certain twists to the plot line have come into focus that make it a better story. So uh, right now, I mean, I, I do it. You know, when when I'm inspired to do it, and when, when certain, you know, because it's a lot of times I'll um, ponder various aspects and there will be something that will come in. And so there will be periods where I'll be working on it more more diligently than others. 
but I've also recognized that there's a timing element in it that, that um, I can't rush um, and that maybe there are certain things that I need to either experience or learn or, you know, another twist that um, needs to unfold before, you know, before it's done. So, so I don't, I don't beat myself up about it. I just kind of, you know, recognize that that's the course of this particular project. So, but um, yeah, that one that one's good, and and you know I don't uh, everything in my that I've written so far has always you know dealt with a, a positive, but but this this particular book gives me a chance to to <laughs> delve into the dark side. <laughs> you know, it's like you kind of have to have that that uh, struggle between uh, good and evil, or you know, it's just one of those uh, typical kinds of um, story plot lines. But good right. will win. Good will win. <laughs> so, well, I like that. Well, now, um, we've got a few minutes left. I, I want to make sure the audience knows about your books, about your radio show, about your photographs, and uh, just share with us um, the whole spectrum of your platform. Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, the, my website is, as you mentioned, Byte Radio, B-I-T-E, radio.me, and Byte was the acronym for Bringing Inspiration to Earth. So on, on that website, Byte Radio, there is, um, I have all the, basically all the information for the various aspects of what I do are right there on the front page. There's the uh, definition of the, the explanation of the radio show, and there's a link to the calendar of upcoming shows there, as well as links to the archives, um, all the shows in the archives, all 1,400 shows. Um, and then there's, um, as far as the photos, uh, there's a link on the front page. I just set up a, a photo store at uh, pickfair.com, and um, there's a link to that on the, on the page, and it allows people to uh, commercially purchase and, and download uh, pictures that they can use in promotions and on their websites and that kind of thing. Um, so that, I've been putting a lot of attention to, to that and, and bringing that up. And I've got a couple hundred pictures on there now, and I usually add to them weekly. And um, and then also there's a, um, a link to, to shopping, which has uh, the books um, and, and all the different books, so people can check it out there. Well, very nice. Um, so what's your closing thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I, uh, one of the things that I think um, this particular period is showing us, I, I mean, it's that dynamic time, like you mentioned on your, in the beginning, that it's just it's one of those cases of, you know, we're here at a very um, – awesome time uh, now a lot of people don't may not use the word awesome but it's but it's a, a time of dynamic change and one of the things I think that if we're to navigate this and feel peaceful and um, happy or even joyful going through it is, is to be able to um, you know, kind of let go of of uh, of any resistance to change. Um, rec- you know, kind of embrace change, recognize that it things are changing, and 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 in that, 
um, change ourselves. Change, you know, look for those opportunities, like we talked about earlier. You know, look for for different ways of of expressing yourself, your creativity. So there's there's just so many opportunities in this chaos that how how we look, how you once life looks after COVID will be a direct result of actions they take right now in, in directing that. So, um, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful time to transform and, and recreate yourself and, and what it is you want. And, and, and I think a lot of people are getting more in touch with themselves with themselves during this period and, and, uh, and to, you know, pursue that. that like, for me, the, the photographs, it's something I truly, truly love. And so, you know, it's one of those things where now I, I felt that, you know, I could put my attention toward a lot of different things, the books, the writing, um, but the, the pictures bring me joy, and, and it brings other people joy. So, you know, that's one of the things that I'm doing. So I think for people to recognize what it is that, that brings them joy and pursue it, you know, follow that, whatever, wherever it leads. Well, very nice. Well, Robert, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I I very much enjoy your book, the topic of tonight's show, Joy Potential, where you'd least expect it. I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've I've very much enjoyed this episode. Well, thank you, Les. I, I really appreciate you having me back, and, and uh, I love following you on, on Facebook and, and seeing your posts as well. We've been talking with Robert Sharp, and the topic tonight has been joy potential, where you'd least expect it. Like Robert mentioned in his closing comments, it's the choices we make today that'll decide where we end up tomorrow. And I know it's not always easy when there's so much turmoil, we're kind of bombarded by uh, the headlines that perhaps we don't really prefer. The chaos of change. I mean, how do you how do you plant a flag if if the earth is shaking, so to speak? But but take a deep breath and realize this too will pass. And uh, like Robert's advice says, um, focus on what you want. I mean, we're going to make it through this uh, one way or the other, but we can come out at a much better place through our own intention. You know, it's always my pleasure, my joy, bringing you episodes like the interview with Robert tonight. Uh, um, And I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. Uh, Be sure to follow us, and we'll continue to bring you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.